Hello and welcome back to the Church of Jesus Christ study session with Come and Follow Me. I'm your host Matthew Roberts and this is season 4 episode 101 of this daily study podcast. Thank you so much once again for joining us today as we uh, continue with our study of this week's Come Follow Me materials, studying in Exodus chapters uh, 14 to 17 in the week of April the 4th to April the 10th. And today uh, we move on to Exodus chapter 15 where we have um, the the aftermath of the uh, the passing through the Red Sea and the miraculous deliverance of the children of Israel from the Egyptian chariots. Um, as they pass over, Moses and the children of Israel sang a song to the Lord, which straight away for me indicates the importance of recognising where our blessings come from, singing praises to God and recognising his, his power in our lives. I mean, obviously, these individuals just saw a huge miracle in, in whatever way that that happened, as we discussed yesterday. Um, this was a miraculous deliverance, which, yes, of course, we may not see um, physical manifestations of God every day of our lives in that way. But there are times in our lives where spiritually, where emotionally, where physically at times we can receive great deliverance from the Lord. And we need to pray to seek and find those miracles as President Nelson invited us to do at General Conference just this last weekend. The Lord is mighty to save. In verses 2 and 3, Moses and the children of Israel sing, The Lord is my strength and song. He has become my salvation. He is my God and I will prepare him an habitation. My father's God and I will exalt him. The Lord is a man of war. The Lord is his name. Many names uh, that we have mentioned here and it's interesting a couple of things that they will prepare him an habitation which you could uh, say indicates towards building him a holy house which of course we know links to the temple in hebrew it's also referred to as they will praise him and also this man of war name i mean this is not a name that we refer to the savior as very often we refer to him as the good shepherd uh, and the mediator and many other things But rarely do we call him a man of war, and yet this is something that he is to the children of Israel. Uh, He is a protector, he has strength, he is mighty, and he is able to deliver them uh, from danger, uh, which is something which is very important to them at this this moment in time. In verse 6 it says, Thy right hand, O Lord, is become glorious in power. Thy right hand, O Lord, have dashed in pieces the enemy. Again, mentioning here the right hand. Um, The right hand in uh, these customs at this time was the the correct or the righteous hand whereas the left hand was seen as unclean or or wrong or incorrect um, of course we know that that is not necessarily the case uh, today um, that is not our understanding but um, at the time this was a very specific symbol uh, and it represents the fact that the lord is righteous that he has all power and that he again is mighty to save um This is obviously a great prayer and praise uh, to the Lord and the people are so pleased and and overwhelmed at what the Lord has done for them and they continue to sing their praises up until verse 21 and then uh, in verses 24 they murmur. Now this is um, something which we'll find is quite consistent throughout our journey with the Israelites through this wilderness journey now that they sing great praises, they are overjoyed, they are so pleased with what the Lord has done for them, they are so grateful for him. And then in a matter of verses, um, they're murmuring again. And 
We are not told necessarily, uh, well, actually, no, we are told uh, actually how long this takes. In verse 22, it says, So Moses brought Israel from the Red Sea, and they went out into the wilderness of Shur, and they went three days in the wilderness and found no water. And when they came to Marah, they could not drink of the waters of Marah, for they were bitter. Therefore, the name of it was called Marah. And the people murmured against Moses, saying, What shall we drink? As it says uh, in the Bible, uh, Mara um, or, Mor- or Morah um, means bitter. So they've named the place bitter uh, and they themselves are quite a bit bitter about this. Now, to be fair to the Israelites, you know, when you've been traveling for three days, you've not had any water uh, and you get to a place and there is water and you can't drink it because it's not it's not correct. It's not it won't be good for you. Then I can understand a bit of murmuring. You know, it's. I think sometimes, similar to Pharaoh, similar to when we studied in the Book of Mormon about Laman and Lemuel, we're very quick to um, look down on these people and say, oh, well, why are they murmuring? You know, they've just seen this great miracle and now here they are murmuring again. But this is after three days with no water. But I suppose the issue here with the children of Israel and the problem is, is that they didn't turn to the Lord. They didn't, you know, um, seek faithfully for an answer from Moses. They murmured against Moses. And it's very specific in saying that they murmured uh, against against Moses as well. So not only that, but, you know, just it's against Moses, not to Moses. Um, and it's in a bad sense uh, when you look at the Hebrew um, root of murmur. In fact, when you, when you do, do read the, the Hebrew root of, of murmur, it is the word lun, which uh, again means to murmur, uh, to make a complaint, uh, to be obstinate, um, and so this is a very negative stance that the people, that the children of Israel, are taking. If they'd come to Moses and asked in faith, "What shall we do? What does the Lord want us to do about this problem?" Then, of course, this is probably what what they should have done, but they didn't. Uh, they murmured against Moses and asked, "What shall they drink?" And Moses cries unto the Lord, and the Lord shows him a tree, which when he had cast into the waters, the waters were made sweet. There he made for them a statute and an ordinance, and there he proved them. So the Lord is able to turn bitter things in our lives sweet. He is able to make difficult times, trials, tribulations, hard things become things which are life-sustaining to us. And this is a really powerful symbol, actually, when you think about it, just how these bitter waters which represented an opportunity for life but they didn't see it in that way he made those things he made the difficulty he made the bitter waters become sweet and they were able to drink them to drink it um and this is a lesson for the israelites um and he says if thou wilt diligently hearken to the voice of the lord thy god and wilt do that which is right in his sight and wilt keep it give ear to his commandments and keep all his statutes i will put none of these diseases upon thee which i have brought upon the egyptians for i am the lord that healeth thee so he has made a promise but again remember it is a if then promise if you will do this then will these blessings come and of course that means if they don't do these things those blessings won't come not necessarily that great punishments will be rained down or things like that, but they will not receive the great protection, the great deliverance that they are entitled to as the Lord's covenant people if they do not keep live their covenants and love their covenants. 
And that is why, you know, when we listen to General Conference just this past weekend, there is so much reference to the covenant path, to living our covenants, to, to loving our covenants, to having them at the centre of our lives, because they will bring great blessings, deliverance and miracles to us. Um, the Lord will make bitter things become sweet. If we do not uh, involve the Lord in our life, then those bitter things will stay bitter. We ourselves may become bitter as time goes on. Uh, and that is a place where, of course, we can still live our lives. We can still have great success in what we do, but we will not be able to receive the great blessing and deliverance from the Lord, whether that comes in this life in the ways we want it, or whether that comes in the life after this. Um, deliverance and things that were bitter becoming sweet happen over time. Um, in this case, it was an instant thing that the Israelites needed that water. Otherwise, they would probably have started to become severely dehydrated to the point that they wouldn't be able to continue. But um, it is a good, an important lesson for us about the Lord being able to make the, these bitter things become sweet. And we'll continue uh, finish and finish this chapter and move on to chapter 16 tomorrow. Thank you so much for listening today. I hope you've enjoyed this study. Please share what you've learned from your study on the Facebook group. And until we meet again.